This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Whitney Elizabeth Houston, a.k.a. The Voice. We lost her Grammy weekend 10 years ago. And it's hard not to think of Whitney when you think of the Grammys. And the Grammy goes to... Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston! Whitney Houston! But if you only know Whitney for her voice, then you don't really know Whitney. Sometimes I look at it and I go, all this happened. God gave me something really great, and he doesn't give it to everybody. Now, for the first time, never-before-seen interviews. They take your life, and they make it into a soap opera, like a story they made up. And personal stories from her closest friends. As hyper as she could be, she was like a kid in a candy store all the time. I get a call, Whitney and Bobby forgot to pay their, their tab. She was ready to live, ready to start a new chapter, and to get right what wasn't right before. It took some time for me to see. This is Whitney, a look back. It's one of Whitney Houston's most iconic hits. Now it's the song that will tell her story. Welcome, everyone, to Entertainment Tonight. The Whitney biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody, hits theaters Friday. And it's important to point out that this film has the full support of the Houston family with British actress Naomi Aki transforming literally into the music legend. Yeah, the movie comes 10 years after Whitney's tragic passing. And tonight, we celebrate the real Whitney, the woman, the mother, and the voice of a generation. Whitney Elizabeth Houston. Now anybody in her circle or her family members, they called her Nippy. Her daddy. Her daddy gave her that nickname. He used to call <laughs> he calls her Nippy. He used to call me Noopy. <laughs> what do you think you know. fans would be most surprised to discover about Whitney Houston? They'll be glad to know that I'm like them. 
just, you know, regular. <laughs> she wanted to, you know, let's go to White Castles in, in, in a limousine. So just a lot of fun, a lot of fun. She loved to swim. She was almost like an Olympic swimmer. But these are all things that people don't know. Well, what I do for fun is uh, I'm just very peaceful. I, I stay at home most of the time. She was lazy as all, you know what. <laughs> she loved watching television. She loved sleeping. I was planning on becoming a teacher or a, a veterinarian. But after um, learning that I could sing, it's into your blood, I guess. It just never really leaves, so. She was sincere about helping people. She had a huge heart. She fed people, she clothed people, she helped send people to school. To know the Whitney that I know, to know the Whitney that I knew, is to truly know that you were blessed to know an amazing human being before you ever got to the voice. If you got a chance to know her heart, that was something special. Do you want to see some lions today? Yeah. yeah. The Bronx Zoo was desperately in need of some lion cubs. And I happen to know of some. I thought that I'd donate them to the zoo. Whitney had one of the biggest hearts. She embraced the next generation of singers. I remember Brandy talking about how emotional she became when she first met Whitney. I'm happy this is Whitney Houston, oh my God. Monica and Brandy. That was to Whitney. That was the the future of music. She would love others more than she loved herself. When I was 18, I lost my grandmother. I lost. I witnessed a suicide. I lost my cousin. Whitney didn't call on the phone. Three black trucks pulled up in the hood, and she jumped out. She's got security outside, suited and booted, and she's pretty much giving them the hand. She was on tour when, when I lost my second eldest brother. And uh, we're in the middle of the service. And everybody, I, everybody goes to whisper, you know, whispering. They're whispering. And I'm like, what are they whispering? It is Whitney. She has somehow made it to Detroit, Michigan, made it to the funeral, and she's walking in by herself. I remember being in a car accident, and Whitney she came over and I think she, she slept in my bed in the room with me for two days. She would not leave, you know. This fame and the success thing, man, it comes and it goes. You know, you're hot today and not tomorrow or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's important to know that um, you have family and friends that love you for you and not because you got a number one song on the charts. The world remembers Whitney as The Voice. Her tragic passing came the night before the Grammys a decade ago in 2012, but her very first Grammy appearance? That was back in 1986. If I win, that'll, that'll, that'll be something. Whitney! Can you believe this? I knew it was me because Dion said, ah! Whitney would go on to win six Grammys, but a lot of people wonder, where did she keep them? Well, at first, you know, when she had her mansion in New Jersey, she would encase them downstairs. And now, since her passing, I keep them archived here in Georgia. So I'm all my love. This is her dress from her first 
Grammy performance. Look at that. Look how tiny she was. And the Grammy goes to... I want to dance with somebody, Whitney Houston. Grammy number two came in 1988, but it was really 1994 that was Whitney's year. She had four nominations. She won three Grammys that year. And who can forget how she opened the show? 2012 was the last time the Grammys would pay tribute to Whitney, the day after her passing. Heavenly Father, we thank you for sharing our sister Whitney with us. Whitney, we love, we love you. But we met Whitney long before she was a Grammy-winning superstar. In fact, she was just 20 years old, singing with Jermaine Jackson a full year before she released her debut album. Love's heavy. What everyone forgets about Whitney, she was a model before she was a singer. Yeah, that's beautiful. Super. People in the modeling business really never knew that I did sing. So when they found out that I did sing, it was like, oh, so besides that, you can sing. So let's let's deal with that, too. God gave me something really great, and he doesn't give it to everybody. Whitney's gift was on full display when she performed the national anthem at the Super Bowl in 1991. They wanted her to lip sync this song. She didn't want to do it because she can't lip sync good. She said, I want to sing it, and she sang it. And she sang it. I kind of blocked everything out, and I kind of went to the Persian Gulf where the fellas were. It was for them that I, I sang it for. Nineteen ninety one was a huge year for Whitney. You had that Star Spangled Banner moment, and then she started filming The Bodyguard. But a lot of people thought that's where her acting career began. It wasn't. Hi. One of Whitney's first acting gigs was in nineteen eighty five on the Ricky Schroeder show. Silver Spoons. I'm playing myself and I'm performing. I'm doing a video at this club. I find that it, it comes sort of uh, naturally in a way. I mean, being a performer. Saving my love for you. Yeah, yeah, I got a film coming out. Is this your first? This is my first. Yeah. I mean, you haven't seen me in any movies, have you? No. <laughs> Lately. <laughs> So the story behind The Bodyguard is pretty incredible because Kevin Costner called Whitney directly and said, you are the only person I can envision playing this role, and if you don't accept this part, we're not gonna make the movie. I thought that she was like really worth it, you know, and in fact, we postponed the movie for a year, which then said everybody, you're waiting a year for someone that doesn't even know how to act, you know, and I said, yeah, we're, we're gonna do that. We've had some uh, intimate scenes to do. I was like, all right, well, don't put your tongue in my mouth, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I closed my eyes, and I exhaled. I liked that there was finally going to be a film about African-American women. I believe in you and me. In the uh, 
meetings that we had, there was talk about Julia Roberts. But Whitney made so much sense for so many reasons. Denzel cornered me and he said, Whitney, you're gonna do this movie. You can sing gospel. And I said, Denzel, you've never heard me sing gospel. He said, yeah, but I've heard your mother. I thought, boy, you know, you know how to get me good, right? Who are you? I'm your fairy godmother, honey. She called me and asked me if I would be Cinderella. It flatters me, really, to have someone who, who, who loves me that much, who listens to me. She listened to me intently. Coming up, of course, we have to talk about Whitney and Bobby Brown. You know, people had a lot of feelings about that relationship, and Whitney had a lot of feelings about people's feelings. Sometimes I read the tabloids and I go, Oh God, this is so awful. They think that they already know you, you know, and they really don't. Hey everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The E.T. Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Get out of my face. Man, we saw all sides of Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown in the 2005 reality series Being Bobby Brown. The couple of 17 years had a tumultuous love story dealing with personal struggles in public and in private. I can tell you this, I love Bobby and Bobby loves me. Whitney first met Bobby in 1989 at the Soul Train Awards. She was very excited about meeting Bobby. Four months later, Bobby showed up to her 26th birthday party. And that's kind of when everything just started. <laughs> Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. Um, she invited me. I, I'm having a great time. Whitney and Bobby said, I do, in 1992. And in those early years, the two of them had a lot of fun together. Boy, do I remember. Sometimes I get a call, um, Miss Pat, um, I think uh, Whitney and Bobby forgot to pay their, their tab. Can you come over? And I'm like, no, they didn't. You know, <laughs> I have to go over to the restaurant. And everybody who said what, a, what an interesting mismatch relationship mm. it was, mm -hmm. <laughs> these are, they have no idea. They don't know either he or I to say that we are mismatched, you know. Not long after Whitney and Bobby got married, Whitney revealed to the world that she was expecting. In a couple of months, it's going to come out, and it's going to be these hands and this face and these feet, you know? It's exciting. She wanted a strong family, you know? And so she was determined not to allow the business to stop that from happening. What do you think has been the biggest price for fame that you had to pay? My privacy, my life, I'm a mother. And it's not a joke anymore. Damn the jokes. It's not funny. She's seven today, and I want her to stay four. So Bobby Christina was um, about to start her own singing career. She wanted to follow in her mother's footsteps. Mom's excited. We're all ready for it. Bobby Christina, or Chrissy, would pass away just three years after Whitney, tragically, and in an eerily similar way. It's still hard just to process all of that and wrap your brain around what happened with the two of them. Uh, it's a day many of us will never forget. It's the day we lost Whitney. Still ahead, the stories you never heard about Whitney's final days. 
It was supposed to be an exciting time. I was looking forward to spending a lot more time with her. She was ready to live. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sparkle was Whitney Houston's fifth and final film role before her death on February 11, 2012. The movie is dedicated to her memory. It was also the last project E.T. spoke to Whitney about as we look back on the final days of her life. Well, there's a bridge and there's a river. I'm, I'm at a good pace, you know what I'm saying? I'm not in any rush to be a bigger star or anything. Mm. I'm, I have nothing to prove. She was ready to live, ready to love, ready to start a new chapter. He watches, thank you, Lord, over me. The last time I spoke to Whitney was the week that she passed. I called her before she got on the plane to go to California. She said, I'm on my way to sing for Clive, going to the Grammys. And that was the last time. Whitney's very last performance was on stage with Kelly Price in a small nightclub, and it was completely unplanned. I feel like that's kind of a, a gift that God gave me, because even if we didn't know, he knew. She pushed me to sing to my living and didn't care. And I saw Whitney, I love you so much for that. I was having a Grammy celebration party. I wasn't expecting her to sing at all. Um, she came up on the stage, she made her way to the stage, and she was like, give me the microphone. Whitney was raspy that night. She was working very hard to do what was necessary to get it back to where it was. Whitney wanted to talk to me. This was a few days prior. She asked me, Pat, why do people judge me? That was the first time she'd really spoken about being judged. I said, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna stay out here with her until we go back, we can go back together. And I didn't realize that on that Monday, I was taking her home taking her home to Jersey, taking her home to her mother. No one ever knows. I sang a song at her home going, at her funeral, called Don't Cry For Me. Don't cry for me. And it was a song that I recorded years before that, but also a song that Whitney used to sing in her show. Don't
came from my heart, and um, I believe it would have made her really happy. Tyler Perry, who tried to preach the house down that day, we were wrecked. Kevin Costner, who I had no idea was a preacher's kid, snatched my heart in his hand. So off you go, Whitney. Off you go. Escorted by an army of angels to your heavenly father. Probably the most gripping moment for me was when the service was over and the pallbearers grabbed her casket. And in sync, they raised her casket to start walking and they started playing, I Will Always Love You. And when they walked past Mama Sissy, she stepped out and she laid her hand on the casket and she just dropped her head. It was real at that moment. There are moments where I feel towards the end of her life, she had decided, I'm gonna be me. You get it how you get it. The fact is no voice has come close. No one sacrificed as much as she did. Me, that's all I wanna be is me. I can't emulate anyone's career because this is my career, you know? And I don't think that anyone who will come you know, after me, we'll be able to emulate mine. She was so amazing. I mean, that's all you can say about her. She was amazing. The voice, the mm. voice. We'll be right back. Mm. <sighs> that's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The E.T. Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com. I am all about life. Tomorrow on E.T., from Emily in Paris to Jack Ryan, your holiday TV watch list is here, complete with the Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey. I am festive. I do love the holidays. It's her season. It really just is. Listen, I've been listening to All I Want for Christmas since before Thanksgiving. (laughs) Now, before we go, make sure to catch I Want to Dance with Somebody in theaters on Friday. And we're going to leave you now with Whitney in her own words. She will never be forgotten. Ever. And may she always rest in power. I think I was born to perform. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Roxy and the Whitney Houston Show. Yeah! How frustrating is it to live out of a suitcase? Frustrating! It can be very frustrating if you actually live in one. I don't live in a suitcase. (laughs) I need to sing. I don't need a career. It's wonderful that I have one, and it's been very good to me. I worked very hard at it, but I need my family more than I need a career. 
I opened my mouth and sang and people took me in, they received me. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, I really am. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.